Hello again, everyone, and welcome to Reckless Attack. I am DM Nathan, and this is the Reckless Attack interview show where we talk to TTRPG creators we know, love, and think you might like to know and love as well. We have had a lot of fun publishing the interviews of other Reckless Attack cast members these last few weeks and have more great ones coming up. But this episode is the first real meat and potatoes episode where we get to reach out into the TTRPG creator community and embrace some of our peers and heroes who are doing great work for an hour or so. And let me tell you, this first episode is a real humdinger. The Planet Arcana podcast is, I think, a true and exceptional gem in the D&D 5e podcast landscape. It has everything that I, at least, want in a podcast. Audio quality, imaginative world building, colorful characters, general enthusiasm and joy, and emotional storytelling. It is kind of difficult to describe in many ways, but I think that is because I am a genuine fan, first and foremost, and I love so much about it that I just want to shout adjectives at everyone else until they hit play and devour it like I have. Things like tarot, neon 80s, noir, synth, fantasy, androids, feelings. But in lieu of that, I got the actual joy and privilege of sitting down with J&B, the two DMs of the show, to talk shop, covering their long friendship, self-expression in tabletop role-playing games, playing the Olympics, and so much more. As always, we spent a hunk of time together and only barely covered everything there was to cover, but I think you all will still really love this episode. They are two true inspirations for me as a creator and podcaster and person, and were somehow even more wonderful to talk to than I could have hoped. One quick disclaimer, I had some audio trouble on my end that could only be somewhat touched up on the back end. We've since fixed it for future interviews, but it's not up to our usual high standards, for which we and I apologize. If it's your first time here at Reckless Attack, our audio sounds more like this usually, or you can pop on a recent episode and you'll see the difference pretty quickly. Anyway, that is enough of a preamble. Without further ado, here's J and B from Planet Arcana. Why, hello, JMB. How are how are you doing? <laughs> I am B, and I am so good. I'm J, and I'm also so good. Yeah, that was exactly the reaction that I was hoping for, because I think that really just encapsulates. We've been talking for a little bit already, and we've just all been essentially giggling excitedly, more or less, the whole time. Um, and it's Buckle been, up. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this, I'm this so might excited to have this natural conversation with you <laughs> yeah exactly see wow you guys just know how to do it you know true professionals we haven't already been talking again for 10 to 15 minutes this is just like you picked up the phone we hit record and we're ready to roll so uh, for those of you who don't already know either you i don't know skipped the episode title or skipped the first couple seconds of introduction of the podcast for some reason or any number of things hi i'm nathan I am here talking to the incredible, inspirational, some other I word that is 
positive DMs. J and B from the Planet Arcana podcast. This is our first interview and I specifically really wanted you guys to be our first interview because I I love what you guys do so much. I love your show. All that being said, I have struggled for a long time to figure out exactly what it is, my, what my first question is going to be to you because I have so many. <laughs> oh, fuck. We are freaking so happy to be here. This is like, I can't imagine a better podcast to do this on for the first time. Oh, agreed. Yeah, I was going to ask, have you guys done this, done any 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 chats, any interviews, this kind of stuff, talking about your podcast specifically before? Nah. No. Yeah, <laughs> nah. I, I don't know why I, for a second I was like, have we? But <laughs> it's kind of big time for me to be like, hmm, let me think. No, no, we haven't. Well, on the, on the other hand, I, as someone who has done a lot of interviews, sometimes you just black out during them. You know, it's just like... <laughs> You, you find out after the fact, oh, I guess I talked to these people. But all, all of that aside, probably the best place to start is the actual, you know, like introductions. So could you guys please uh, introduce yourselves more officially, who you are, let's hear your names again and your, your preferred pronouns and anything else that you would like to tell anyone who is listening before we get into the, the meat of your, of your show, of your experience, of your perspectives, all that great stuff. Hit it, Jay. <laughs> um, hi. You guys are I... so in sync. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's uh, it's flawless with us. Um, <laughs> I'm Jay. Like Nathan said in that wonderful introduction, I'm one of the DMs for Planet Arcana, and my pronouns are they, them. And I am B, and I am the other of the DMs of Planet Arcana, and my pronouns are she, her. <laughs> and together <laughs> we, we make... are jbdms jbdms that's right that's what we've always <laughs> said <laughs> that's as they say you know i've seen i've seen all of your guys's merch that say that and i think it's really it really comes together well so um you know i think it's it's got some legs to it and i also just need to say again of just like hearing especially hearing you guys go into your back and forth semi podcast voice, it was just immediately made me very deeply happy. And it was just like, oh, it's <laughs> happening. It's real. I'm really talking to these people. It's not just over Twitter and 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 as if I'm having a pretend conversation with people while listening to their podcast. It is kind of wild to like I was thinking about this today that I'm so familiar with the sound of your voice. And yeah. you and I have had a lot of uh like chats over instant messenger. Just do people say instant messenger anymore? I don't know. Uh, well, instant messenger, please, if you could please use the full uh full god given name of it. Sorry, I'm so fucking old. Sorry. I actually don't know if I can swear. Just... Oh, absolutely no, we do okay. we do many cusses on this show, so don't okay, worry. Okay, okay. Um, Yeah, but it is just like kind of a trip to know your voice so well and to have heard you and also like to have talked to you and never the twain have met. (laughs) (laughs) Slowly, one step closer to to true actual actual IRL friendship as much as international lines and multiple miles and a global pandemic can Mm. allow for. Mm-hmm. I feel fancy. Yeah. Well, it's because you are fancy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> what I would like to start with, and the, the question that I agonized over for so long, which is going to be hilarious, what is Planet Arcana? <laughs> Other than a beloved 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Do you want to take a view? Okay, let me let me try to hit this with my best shot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the Planet- only shot we have. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, here we go. Mom's spaghetti. Um, Planet Arcana 
is a homebrewed <laughs> um, five-year-old Jesus. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, Planet Arcana is a homebrewed 5e campaign with like an entirely manufactured world out of the brains of Jay and I. It's got neon flavors. It's got like ass. Uh, what, what are they called? Atomic Age it's got ass. flavors. <laughs> it's got ass. It does have ass. It does, yeah, yeah. No, there's even in the first couple episodes, there's some butthole related content. That is true. Um, yeah, I forgot about yeah. the butthole specifically. <laughs> the major things that we're exploring are like massive global loss and the recovery from that, and then the smaller story taking place within that. Um, so that's my that's my vibe. Um, <laughs> And, and and Jay, could you please, you know, explain and explore all the all the things that that B didn't cover and how wrong she is in her description of your joint podcast? Do you have anything to add, contrarian, etc.? We present a unified front. <laughs> Good, that was a test. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we're not a podcast. <laughs> Yeah, I think the only thing that I would add is that we have like a mostly non-male cast, which I think is cool. We're mm-hmm. based in Canada and B and I have a friendship that goes back decades. So we have like a lot of years to pull from to build this. And I think that's cool. I really do think that that, that your, your guys' relationship and back and forth and comfort and delighting in the surprises that you have for each other is a is a big part of Planet Arcana, but in my own extolling of the virtues of your podcast, have had to throw a lot of adjectives at the wall <laughs> to to explain it. You're so good at the adjectives. I you gotta are. Tell you. Yeah, for sure. Well, you you can feel free to steal as many adjectives as I can as I can throw around. <laughs> it's it's noir, especially that first those first couple episodes. It starts with a heist. It is neon 80s. It is fantasy. It is Western. It is tarot inspired. It is cosmic. It is small. It's personal. I I love kind of trying to put myself in the headspace of someone who's creating something, you know, of cool, where, where did they start with this? Or what ideas are they exploring? And for you guys, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> it's, it's so, it's so, what you guys have come up with is so interesting, so unique, so flavorful that, that and so you guys, from what I can tell, that I would love to, to hear a little bit about how you guys met and then eventually transition to <laughs> how that kind of came into Planet Arcana. <laughs> this is such a dumb story. <laughs> this is so funny. Um, I'm so excited already. This is already perfect. Uh, at two and three quarters year older than them, <laughs> I was Jay's babysitter. <laughs> a responsible, responsible little kid, it sounds like. <laughs> I think it was mostly an excuse because we both like moved to a new small town around the same time. So we, our parents, I think, very wisely, like, identified us as being at risk. <laughs> we were children. We're like, correctly, correctly assessed. Let's, let's quote-unquote, hire B to babysit J, and hopefully they'll become friends. <laughs> and, here, and, and then Planet Arcana happened. Wow, good, right. good job, parents. 
Yeah, so a lot of, you know, bee babysitting me was like us playing Mario Tennis on the N64 <laughs> and many, many weekends of Harvest Moon. We just basically played a lot of video games together when we were young and then we were really close. And then when we both were becoming adults, B moved to one side of the country and I moved to the other side. And then we had a few years where we just didn't talk a lot, mostly because like both of us were figuring out our adult lives and, right. you know, and we were so far apart. And then, yeah, and then I kind of reached out to you, B, um, about like starting to play some D&D. Yeah, like f- six, six years six ago? Six years ago, I think. We did, I, I remember we played D&D when we were, like I remember playing when I was 16. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it was, I hardly remember it though. Yeah, me too. I remember what you played. <laughs> my my bar. Yeah, <laughs> your bar. Uh, tell me everything. <laughs> My bard's name was Mango, and he barely got off the character sheet. Oh, you don't say. A Mango, you say. Yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that was a special delight to me. <laughs> I, the Mango clearly made a large impression on you in that you vaguely yes. remember the name, and that's about it. <laughs> Big time. <laughs> so you guys had started playing together, you know, in your teens, basically, and that was kind of the impetus for you reaching back out and saying, like, hey, are you still interested in, in doing this, maybe? I think it was more that, you know, we were we were nerds when we were teens growing up. Like we we would watch anime together, we would play video games together and like at in those years in like the aughts, it wasn't it wasn't a thing that everyone was doing and it wasn't a thing that was yeah. like cool to talk about necessarily. So we <laughs> you know, we found each other and it was more that we're just so close and I was like just starting DMing that I reached out to be just as like, Hey, like, you know, you're a close friend and I trust you to let me experiment DMing on you. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> Dating back to when you guys were were teens and were first kind of picking it up, do you remember kind of what the the, the first exposure was to to D and D to tabletop role playing games and that kind of stuff, and and what kind of lit the imagination fire to be like, wait a second, this is something I can do and we can do, and how that how that kind of came to, into being. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I think for me, when I did it as a kid, I, I was so busy as a teen. Like I was in like, I was just one of those kids who was like, I was, I had after school band every day and like, I was really social and I just had like every minute taken up. And so I had a D and D group with B's brother actually. And it just, I could never make the sessions cause I always had like a rehearsal for some band or whatever. I always wanted to do it cause I just loved the idea. And I think it was kind of with like shortly before the like Stranger Things renaissance of D&D that I picked it up, Mm, um, which was really lucky because I picked it up and I like, I wanted to DM and, you know, I I had some people who were interested in trying it, but then Stranger Things hit and then suddenly everybody wanted to try it, which was amazing. And I just had (laughs) uh, no shortage of players for a lot of years. For me, I I guess like I didn't in those first years of playing D&D, again, mostly with my brother, Mm -hmm. I didn't really see its full potential in the way that like I would end up using it later. But I was always like not ready to stop uh, play acting. And like I was always (laughs) pushing my friends as they were getting older to like essentially LARP with me. You know, I'd be like, let's dress up as spies and go break into the neighbor's house and like really (laughs) stupid stuff like that. Um, (laughs) That's beautiful. I love that. I just I can't let that go by and not just like express my own joy that you just brought into my life. My spy name was uh, Dolohov. Oh, my God. Did you wait? 
Did you have an accent? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Okay. Cool. Just needed to check. Just needed to know that, yeah. you know, for my own, for the records. So, you know, I, I think I hadn't found a group of people who were ready to just like do the heavy LARPing <laughs> with me. With Get bug wild. Yeah. Um, and then like, yeah, just fewer and fewer friends over the years where I was a- unable to find situations where I could make them LARP. <laughs> Except for Jay, right? Who was always down for it. And so when they were like, let's play d and I was like, oh my fucking God. And uh, yeah, and it was an amazing few years in our home campaign. Um, and so I guess Jay was really my intro into it um, outside of just kind of always wanting to do it, but not making that connection that like D&D could be that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think as a team, because I never got beyond session two, I was like, this is a numbers game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So Jay, so you were the you were the DM for this kind of uh, proto Planet Arcana group. We'll just call it for the sake of, of of ease, right? What was your what was that campaign about? Um, actually, it's I'll get to this later, but my campaign was the proto to the proto Planet Arcana, and I'll I'll get, oh, get to that in a second. But um, oh, basically, yeah, I had DM'd for a couple of friends here and there, and that was before B and our and our group, and. I ran six hour long sessions that I had to have like one combat, one puzzle and one role play thing. Those were the sessions and it was very rigid and I didn't know what what I was doing. And I would say they were bad, pretty (laughs) pretty objectively terrible. Then like B and our group started playing, um, which ended up being Peter and Sean as well. Oh yeah. So the world that I built was the problem that I had with that one, it, it was so fun and I'm so proud of it. But like as a first time DM looking back, I realized that like it was just so complicated. Like my world building was just like so vast. Like I had a document that was like 15 yeah. pages long of like backstory. And it wasn't really <laughs> necessary, but it was just like just to tie in all of these loose threads that I had. It was just really expensive. It was super fun and a great learning experience. But it's it's like hard to pick up now because it's it's just so complicated. Yeah. But from that, after like three or four years of playing that, B was like, I'm going to DM. And B started up a horror campaign, which we just decided for like for our own record keeping, we were going to record. And we recorded out of our computer Mm -hmm. mics. And first of all, how many sessions did we do of that? Like three? Three. It was three. (laughs) On on purpose? Um, Well, then we started Planet Arcana. (laughs) Oh, yeah, got it. <laughs> but those three sessions are maybe the most memorable sessions I've ever played. Like it was it was the most magical thing I've ever experienced was BDMing this horror campaign which was so legitimately frightening, like to the point where like I had to have a drink <laughs> after sessions and like decompress and I'd have <laughs> it freaking rocked. But just like we just recorded it just for fun and realized that it worked and we were like, "Hmm." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what was what what was the give us the the elevator ep- pitch of what that what that campaign was be um so it was framed around an actual real world incident mystery called the vela incident which was two like giant flashes that were recorded like just above the antarctic and basically like i had them develop characters we had some like i made some like homebrew classes 
And then I incorporated their characters' backstories very deeply into the story in a way that they still don't know the resolution of. Um, <laughs> but basically, they they each got a message that was like, hey, for various reasons, I'm putting pressure on you to come out to this island and work for me and solve the mystery of the Vela incident. And there's like a guy waiting for them on a ship and there's all these weird rules for the island, like don't look the goats in the eyes. Mm. Um, and then they were set loose on the island to basically solve the real life Vela incident mystery, which I had a, a fictitious solution for. Mm. Well, I guess I will just have to not be excited <laughs> about potentially playing that in my own my own self. Um, we did the same thing, actually. We threw a cell phone, I threw a cell phone out in the middle of the table just so that I would have it. So at what point, like, w was there a moment where you guys kind of, you know, looked at each other, <laughs> either collectively, individually, whatever, and said, hey, so what if we did this, but for real? Yep. Do you remember that moment and that kind of conversation or that what, what went into that realization? I do. <laughs> <laughs> it was listening to Jay's edit. Like, I, I don't know, it felt like I wasn't there and I was listening to mm -hmm. it for the first time because I could see so much of their character and creativity and like cinematic vision in the way that they put it together. And I was like, my God, like, what if... <laughs> what if Jay was like editing a campaign that they were DMing and like I was involved somehow? <laughs> <laughs> so did you then did you approach did you approach Jay and say like, hey, I had these kind of kind of feelings about official podcasting. I think I said the words double DM. Yes. And then like a day later, they <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how can we sell this for money? <laughs> <laughs> every every great podcaster's tale right always starts with those what uh six or seven words or whatever well we had actually been like trying to come up with a idea to do a podcast together just as a project and then be throughout like one day i'd love to double dm a campaign with you and then that was that was that that was it it was just that was the the last the final straw of like okay mm -hmm. this is what we're doing moving yeah. forward boom did you at that point and we, we didn't really talk about it directly, but we kind of did in the intro. You guys are both the DMs of the Planet Arcana podcast. So at this point, at this tipping point where you had the phrase, <laughs> double, you know, double DMs, and you had a vague idea of like, yes, and this will be directed towards a podcast. Did you have any idea at that point what that kind of system might look like? And how did that change? We had a couple meetings that we just were throwing out ideas and like, we were talking about it. We had a quick mm -hmm. uh, alignment meeting before this, and we were talking about <laughs> some of the first, some of the first ideas for the podcast before it became what it was. And I, B, I can't remember like any of them. The only thing I have in front of me is the five word pitch. But you had all of these things that you remember, like talking about. Yeah, um, give the five word pitch for sure because okay. I love that. Yes, <laughs> so that was one of the things I almost started with because you guys told me that mm -hmm. on Twitter that you had a five word pitch to the players. And I have been <laughs> losing my mind wanting to know it ever I, since. So this is the, the what the whole episode revolves around as far as Nathan's well, concerned. Well, it's kind of weird because you might be not disappointed, but it's like, it's not, it just changed so much. But here's the original from our very first meeting back in January, I think. The five word pitch that we had was scary neon nautical cowboy bebop. Yeah, I, I mean, but yes, I, and it has changed, but also... Yeah, that's yeah, that's Planet Arcana. <laughs> um, I think aside from that, the few things that were like 
there in the first meeting that like stayed were we wanted a heist. We wanted mm-hmm. it to take place in a city that our working name for it was what was the working name, Jay? Like the full name? Neon. Yeah, exactly. Tro- oh, Tropical Port City Neon New Vegas. Which became Tropo Neo Vega. Oh my <laughs> so, God. <laughs> the players actually don't know that either. <laughs> Once again, I am brought to just sheer joy of this new fresh knowledge. Um, and then there, we wanted humans and androids, the tarot major arcana, and then we knew we wanted characters called Team Sprocket. <laughs> <laughs> and boy, and boy, you got them. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I'm actually looking at our world building notes from that. And I like there's in quotation marks underneath that. The big oops. Hero's journey. (laughs) Aquatic human. (laughs) I mean, and you checked all it off. So truly visionaries. Maybe I'm, I'm assuming, but it seems like you were, you know, kind of throwing out a lot of of vibes and aesthetics a little bit is, is kind of what a lot of it kind of comes down to, at least at least in terms of the five word pitch portion. Is that okay. is that fair to say? Yeah, for sure. But what about that mash of genres really called to you guys? Um, or was it just as simple as these are all cool things and we and we want and we want that? B is super stylistic. Like everything she does is aesthetic mm-hmm. um, in just exactly the right way. And so it's really easy to work with her on that kind of stuff where all the monster reflavorings have been B because she's really, really fucking good at, first of all, like just reflavoring any of the monsters in the monster manual, but also making it really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so. As far as the aesthetic stuffs go, that's yeah, I'm gonna pass it over to B, but I just wanna say that like B, you are the you are the flavor and the style master for sure. <laughs> well, I mean a lot of my flavor comes from like our mutual tastes. So I'll just say that. But <laughs> I think like the vibiness and the aestheticness also comes just from a general mm-hmm. attachment to working with archetypes. Yeah. Which is a big reason why we used the Major Arcana for our Pantheon, because it's just, it's so fun when everybody just kind of recognizes an archetype and then you get to divert it or combine it with something absurd. So you have that combination of things that are accessible and things that are, you know, tailored to you and your tastes. I had never been able to quite put it well, or you have the right word for it, but I think archetype really is the perfect word for, I think, what makes a lot of your guys's uh, descriptions, NPCs, location, you know, you name it, anything that you guys are describing and kind of creating, but not in the kind of tropey way, but in the, you know exactly who these people are and you know what they look like. And I think you guys are phenomenal at, at just layering that in, um, archetype on top of archetype <laughs> on top of archetype. <laughs> in a way that 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 makes your makes your world feel very deep, very unique, but also believable and real all at the same time, um, which is really, really a, a magic feat as far oh. as I'm concerned. That is a nice thing coming from the stacking podcast master. <laughs> <laughs> And 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 let it be on the record that that your example was ah yes the frog step podcast indeed that is how I feel compared to the Planet Arcana podcast. Oh, we love the frog step. <laughs> we love it. 
I, and I, I appreciate it, and I will uh, refrain from uh, being jerky mean about my own things. We my will beat things. you up, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan will fucking do it. We're we'll on fuck hinge. you up. We, 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 will, we will get our passports. We will fly over. Yeah. As you guys were, were taking all of these different influences, as you are, you know, picking out your kind of your style, you're choosing what's interesting to you. Was there any particular themes or or stories or 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 whatever that you guys wanted to explore that you found yourselves drawn to that you're like, okay, here's kind of what we want this story or this campaign or this world to really be about, if that if that makes Mm. sense. That's a really good question. You want to leave this one, Jay? Uh, I'm thinking if you have something, you should go. Okay. Um, Well, I mean, first, I think that a lot of the direction that it's been going has been really player led. Yes. Yes. For sure. Like things. Yeah. More so every episode. It's it's. Yeah. And they, they are absolute freaking stars in that regard. Every single one of them. So like that, that really feeds into what we end up planning for later. But it kind of also ended up aligning with like i guess the overall themes and arcs that we built for the world which would be like identity and loss you mm-hmm. know with the big oops being this whole loss and you know there's themes of like true names and you know how you build a family and all that sort of stuff i was noticing too this is like a much more minor piece of that but like i was thinking today about like all of the campaigns i've run and especially planet arcana i love to incorporate either shape shifting or body modification into yeah into campaigns mm-hmm. i play with that a lot and it's interesting um because i am i am non-binary mm-hmm. and i am trans and i think that like that there's like a part of my brain that's like really interested in you know exploring that kind of stuff of uh too so it's pretty cool to have like modded humans and symbiotes as people who like can just change their parts and be what they want to be yeah i've i've really i've really loved that about your podcast as well just how how built in it is and how natural it is. And that's that's definitely something I'm I, I strive for for our podcast and for any campaign I'm running, right? It's just like this is just the fact of life and it just is how it is. And I, I really love the ways that you guys do it. And and I I noticed it. I noticed that I hadn't noticed it. If that oh, makes nice. sense. You know, we're like I suddenly noticed like, oh yeah, well like I see well, this is a theme. And it's just interesting that it's it's so interwoven that it is just a fact, but it just feels so natural, which I think speaks very well to how how integrated it is. That is nice. <laughs> I'm, I only say I only just say true things. So, so as you were as you were getting ready, you again you had the idea we're we're going to be two DMs, right? Like whatever that means, <laughs> that's what we're doing. So. How how have you guys found and, and how are you guys still finding, I'd imagine, the balance between who does what, what your creative process is like? Do you, you know, divide tasks? Do you come together to say, okay, here's kind of what we think we want to build. I'll do this. I'll do this. What does that look like putting together a campaign, putting together an arc, a an NPC, uh, whatever? Mm. The the first thing I'm going to say about this is that our system works because we have known each other and worked with each other on artistic mm-hmm. projects for literally over two decades. And 
It's like whenever I talk to people about double DMing, I'm very hesitant to give advice because like <laughs> we know each other yeah. so well that I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've never tried it with someone else. So maybe it is just as easy as we make it, but there's also like a lot of pieces of it that just work because we know each other <laughs> deeply. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could exchange a glance with you right now. <laughs> I I feel like, but spiritually, that's how close you are, is that you can spiritually exchange a glance and it still works. I felt it. Um, (laughs) Yes. If I were to, like, put film set roles on it to, like, to describe the labor Uh of division. Yeah. Jay would, I mean, first of all, they're the editor. uh, They're the composer and mixer and performer of all of the music with very few exceptions. Yep. I was going to say, we'll do a quick (laughs) sidebar of just just so that our listeners know and so it does not go unsaid. I think all of your guys' music, right, is done by by you, Jay. Is Is that correct? Yeah. And it is really good music. So I just could not let that, like not be said at the, by yeah, the end of the big interview. Time. So like that is like a massive thing that has like also helped define the aesthetic of the world so much and like transforms the episodes after we hear them. Um, they would also probably be considered, I mean, I guess a director, a producer, a co-writer, um, <laughs> like literally an a- several actors, many, many actors. Um, <laughs> and I would sort of like dabble in some of those roles, not music, not editing. Um, and then I guess I would be art director so that that's my spread that's that's how i would describe it oh that is really kind um i would say that there is some pretty like clear delineations of what the two of us excel in that we sometimes will Mm -hmm. um, jump over to the other side to maybe like if if someone's busy before a session or we've like recently tried to do some more of that because i know for me writing like prose writing is not my strong suit but b is really freaking good at it and um we we prepare our sessions in scripts this is maybe too behind the screen basically we'll like in the weeks before we'll kind of just like jot down a bunch of notes usually together and then um if there's like combat i typically will take care of like the actual statting out um but not uh, exclusively and b will typically do the like description writing which are beautiful and i would say that's a huge part of like the artistic vision mm-hmm. um as as art director of the podcast you it's very clear that you mm-hmm. freaking totally. kill it on that Aww. yeah but it's it is very collaborative though like for me i love to do combat and mechanics and i don't love to do writing but i will <laughs> <laughs> That always struck me, and and I like to joke around um, on on Twitter, and I hope the people who I do it at <laughs> know that I'm joking around. But of of saying when I consume something that I I deeply love and admire, and almost like can see as a thing that oh man, I wish I wish I, I did that, or wish I could have done that, or something. That I, I say I'm very angry about <laughs> it, and I think. The thing I'm I'm most often angry about when I'm listening to the, to the Planet Arcana podcast is exactly those descriptions um, and the the level of detail and care that you do to to describe things to do so succinctly 
but with as much flavor as you possibly can in, uh, you know, in it, with an economy yes. of words uh, is always really impressive. And I think a huge part of, of at least why I really, really love the, the podcast for sure. <laughs> I would totally agree. Like B is so good at, at, yeah, word economy is exactly the thing. It's so evocative and you just pick exactly what needs to be said. And also like, if whenever I have to write something for the podcast, I'll like slip it to be a couple days before it's due. And I'm like, up, and then it's just like, can you just make this yeah. better, please? And it comes out a lot better yep, I get every that. single time. Oh, so <laughs> sorry. Feel your feelings for a moment. Do you guys go so far? And I, I think I know the answer because you, you call it out pretty specifically sometimes. Do you just essentially divvy up work and say like, okay, you will be this NPC, I will take this description, I will run this combat, but you will run this particular monster in the combat. Do you guys get down to kind of that level of coordination and organization uh, ahead of time? Yeah, it's, I mean, (laughs) you have to with two DMs because we don't want to step on each other's toes. So it's just kind of easier to to have that uh, delineated beforehand. But a lot of it doesn't mm-hmm. end up being that way at the same mm-hmm. time. So 60-40? <laughs> it is really freaking great, though. One of my favorite things about double DMing is that, like, if we have a section where I'm running it, in quotation marks, that's basically, like, I'm going to call mm-hmm. for the roles, I'll describe things that the players are seeing, and then that's all I have right. to do. And, like, if they ever run into some random-ass NPC, which happens all the time with players, then I ha- literally have an extra person to to do all the voices and like, um, you know, to flesh out the world in that way. And same with combat where it's so chill to run a combat where I run initiative and keep track (laughs) of like HP and stuff like that. And like B is running like one of the major, and I can run all like the wieners and B can run like the actual, (laughs) sorry, that's that's my technical term. I was gonna say now I'm just imagining an, an initiative tracker wherein there's there's one one you know named whatever monster and then just wieners are the are the filler filler, filler characters that's what they in are. It. which like that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, I mean that's what they are, right? Like B runs the main villain, I run the wieners, and it's, it's a good time. And it works. It is like it does that helps so much to just like, like for us, we record four hour long sessions, which is, you know, Mm. it's a long time when you're running like a a podcast based thing where like you have to get in as much story beats as possible. It like makes it so that I'm not, like I don't feel like I've been hit by a truck after a session like I normally do. (laughs) I feel like I'm probably leaving so many other planet arcana and, and double DMing questions on the table, but that's because I could just ask them for 400 million years. What I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about now is a little bit of the things that interest you guys and excite you guys in, in terms of storytelling, in terms of, of role-playing games, in terms of, of, you know, kind of the process of it. So do you have any kind of pieces of media that you can kind of point to as like, ah, yes, this is hugely has been really influential um, on me, on Planet Arcana, on on, on anything. <laughs> we'll, we'll have the same answers for this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd say for me, my tops are Studio Ghibli and Final Fantasy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Ghibli, especially when I discovered um, like the comic version of Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, mm. that was freaking massive for me. And a few years before that, watching 
just Neon Genesis Evangelion Death and Rebirth mm. and not the series. I found I was like <laughs> I was like eleven or something or twelve. And I like watched it at my grandma's house on a tiny TV. I got up at three in the morning because I knew there was gonna be some stuff she wouldn't like. Um and I <laughs> I had animes. no idea what I was looking at. And like the next day I was trying to describe to my brother like why I was crying. <laughs> and <laughs> And I couldn't, I, like, I honestly didn't understand anything of what I saw, but I understood the archetypes. Um, mm-hmm. And I have, I have feelings about Evangelion that could fill an episode of <laughs> something, but we can start a spin-off podcast. Feelings on Evangelion. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> is Hideaki Anno okay? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let's stop talking about that podcast only so that no one steals our idea while we're in pre-production for it but yeah Ghibli also like they they do a lot of subverting of archetypes and I love Mm. it and Final Fantasy just that's just kind of what made me I'm like I want to make a Final Fantasy yeah yeah for sure I feel like D&D is the closest thing you can get to making your own Final Fantasy Mm. big time if you don't want to learn how to code, that is. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> what kind of work did you guys do to take base 5e to be Planet Arcana 5e? Especially, I'm curious what the level of input from from the players and stuff was for that kind of for that kind of thing. Because I, uh, you guys recorded, you guys, you, you guys recorded. Uh, everyone choosing their characters and talking through that. And I really enjoyed listening to it. Um, But, you know, was there any part that they were playing in terms of kind of shaping that um, and I guess shaping all of Planet Arcana? Or was it kind of like, hey, we'll do that work for you guys. And here's the thing. And we can just run with it. Um, Oh, go ahead, V. Oh, no, you go. That was just a reflective noise. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We kind of just kept making iterations of we have our own Planet Arcana Players Guide because Mm. the races that we play with are completely homebrewed. Like they're not reskinning of... I was curious. Actually, there is one that's pretty close, but I don't want to say because what we're trying to... um, Hopefully we can sell it at some point. That's the name of the game. Um, But yeah, we did like... We completely homebrewed everything. We made new backgrounds for the world. Actually, uh, Riot, uh, Sky Plays Riot and Riot's back. Actually, Riot and uh, Celestine both have our own homebrewed backgrounds. Peter is playing like a pilot or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Sky is playing an influencer. Yeah. So, yeah. So we have like a full out written guide. Uh, it's funny that I started the podcast by being like, uh, my first DMing foray was too complicated. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> here's a setting book. Yeah. But we like. Something that's funny is like we we sent them guides and like they just kind of helped us with the with the mechanics and stuff like that. And like, I think we worked as hard on the vehicles as we did on like the races and the vehicles have come up like not that many times. And we have like a full book on how the vehicles work. Man, story of every DM, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, they um, I would say that the players more helped shaped our overarching story Mm -hmm. and we kind of did like the mechanics up front got it yeah and i I was curious what did at that kind of first pitch not necessarily of like hey do you want to do a podcast but of hey do you want to do a podcast and here's kind of what we were thinking flavor wise here's the five word pitch all that good stuff 
How much did you tell them at that point? And, and kind of what was the amount of information that you gave them, especially because the, the world you guys are running in are, is so specific and so unique? Um, I do what we tell them. <laughs> well, the other thing, too, is that two of the players live with us <laughs> um, because we're romantically involved with each other. <laughs> well, man. Jay, when you put it that way, it really does sound just beautiful and meaningful. And I'm tearing I don't know up a how to little. make that sound normal, but it does, it does feel relevant to me because, like, because we didn't really, like, for Sean and Peter, um, we didn't have to pitch it to them so much as, like, it was just kind of a thing that we were doing. Right. Um, we more pitched it to Sky, mm-hmm. who we brought in um, early on, obviously, but, like, None of us live with Sky yet. <laughs> a full, a full Canadian RPG commune. Is oh my god, that Don't would be joke. amazing. Yeah, that sounds amazing. With all audio, you can't see me, but I'm being very serious. Uh, yeah. And you can even call it Planet Arcana. Oh my god. Like have a little sign. Oh. Anyway. Oh, that sounds amazing. Oh yeah, we could be so Canadian. <laughs> It was, oh my God, I got to say, it was so funny. I don't remember what it was, but I, I, I said something on Twitter of saying something about how Canadian you guys are, essentially, and and that like I could hear your accents every once in a while, and that either you were either fake or for real surprised that that was the case, like blew my mind, and it just surprised. like delighted me. For real. Yeah. I thought it was truly hilarious and it's like no they're super canadian like it's not it's not like someone's on snl doing a you know an impersonation but like no it's it's for sure i love that i feel like canadians notoriously don't know they have an accent i feel like one of us has a stronger accent than the rest yeah uh i would say i would say that 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 title shifts from episode to episode, oh, moment to moment, what? where just sometimes, I, I when and maybe it's just I catch I don't catch you know catch it every time because obviously I'm, I'm not listening for it. Um, maybe I will now. Who's to say? Maybe it'll. <laughs> maybe now I've self ruined my whole Planet Archon experience. But it's it's funny how how actually much it shifts around sometimes. Uh, just like ooh, B B just dropped into a you know an, an ooh kind of sound or what have you. But that's not important right now. Oh, I love it is it, important. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Something I really enjoy hearing from people is what what their what their creative or tabletop role playing game kind of heroes, mentors, inspirations, or even just kind of I don't know what the right word beyond inspiration is. Maybe just someone who who kind of like imprinted on you in a way, you know, of like, oh, okay, cool. This is this is how it can be done. Um, you know, heroes, mentors, that kind of thing in this space that you really look up to or were really formative for, for you guys in terms of getting to be the players and DMs you are today. Jay. Jay all the way. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were telling I, me. Yeah, to I, I was. I wasn't sure either. <laughs> no, I know that's a bit of a cop out, but like you know, having played with like literally no other groups except my brother, they saved me from, <laughs> from many. You know, um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people who want to get into it and just have to go in cold with like people they don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of bad experiences that you have to slog through to get to like a yep. sweet spot. And I never had to go through that. Like I'm sort of this blessed, privileged little freaking <laughs> D&D sprite that like just had, you know, I know that Jay like 
you've got your complaints about like the world that you built but like the experience for me was just like literally every time peter and i would just talk about it for like two hours after hmm. we played and be like oh my god and then when jay did this and then when jay did that oh. um and you know continuing to planet arcana like it's just a constant like lesson in good dming and just being like a good i don't know they just they ask the right questions they consider the right things mm -hmm. they're so vigilant about like what the players might be thinking or feeling and like how much we need to give them and let them be it's a cop out but i can't i can't say anyone mm. but jay oh my god <laughs> <laughs> holy shit <laughs> <laughs> that's right Oh, my answer sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jace would be like, well, it's Matthew Mercer. And sorry, B. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so freaking nice. Like, mine is not that sentimental. Probably Allie Beardsley from Dimension 20. Because they were, like, the first person that I saw who was doing, like, a D&D &D stream who was non-binary and... Mm -hmm. um, like I've seen them play like trans men characters. I've seen them play female characters. I've seen them play non-binary characters. Um, I've kind of seen them do the range. And for me, like that was a that was a big part of me finding my gender identity was DMing and like mm. trying on in a in you know in a three hour session. I'd try on a bunch of genders and like that. And it mm -hmm. came after I was like, uh oh. Um, <laughs> but it was really cool to see someone in like the public eye who was doing something nerdy that I like to do that, mm -hmm. um, cause th there's not a lot of like big, I think there are now it's getting better, but like, you know, five or so years ago, it was, um, that, that just wasn't the face of D and D. No, I mean, it, you could say two years ago, I think, and, yeah. and still be pretty, pretty accurate. I feel like. Yeah, I would agree with that for sure. That, that reminded me uh, of a question that I meant to ask earlier, or, but or, or didn't have the chance to really fold in. So you guys have, have obviously, like you said, known each other for a long time. You've collaborated for a very long time. Has your relationship changed or how has it changed or evolved as you've been kind of doing this, you know, this this on display public project, this, I would assume, very intensive project for the both of you. Um, what what has it done to and for your relationship? <laughs> well, it's not our first public facing performance project together. <gasps> oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> don't, mind, don't mind me, I'm just gonna get ready to Google things, but then be ready for you to tell me it's like a school play. That's, yeah. I don't. If you're not comfortable talking about this, we totally oh, don't have. Oh no, to, that's but. totally fine because there's like zero <laughs> recorded evidence of it out there. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So when we were younger, um, we grew up in a. Like, how comfortable are you to divulge like the location? Be oh, I don't have to. Let's if you be don't want mysterious to. with locations. Okay. Done. We, okay. We, we grew up in a <laughs> the wilds of Canada. <laughs> yes. We grew up in Twin Peaks, essentially. Yeah, we grew up in <laughs> Twin Peaks, Canada together when I, I think I was like 18 ish and you were so I was like just finishing up high school and you were out mm -hmm. of high school or I, whatever. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> we did a <laughs> we did a little competition um, that was called <gasps> Twin Peaks Idol <laughs> in which um, <laughs> B sang and I played bass to back her up. And we entered it as a whim, and then we won. <laughs> and then we suddenly had gigs all over the small town playing for like the Canada Day Parade. And 
Um, I think what? we did like a kid's birthday. Do you remember? We did that? a birthday. We did the freaking um, the Olympics when they carried the torch. That's right. What? Yes, that's right. <laughs> what do you, wait, what do you what do you mean you did the Olympics? Just when they came through our small town with the torch. You know. Yeah. We did a song. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, still, but also you can't just like say the words, we did, <laughs> did the Olympics. Olympics. We just, did like, Olympics. Leave it there. <laughs> but it sounds so much bigger that way. It does. Well, right. Yes. But that's, I, it is my journalistic duty to then ask follow up questions because, like, I can't, I can't just be like, uh, sure, I have no further interest in <laughs> yeah. what you just said. We went to the Olympics. Google us. <laughs> <laughs> um, we just were we were both creative kids, but that was our first like project mm-hmm. together. And I think it was I think it was weekly. Um, yeah. And it was like every Saturday night and we'd have to prepare a few songs. And then by oh the end, we'd God. have to prepare like a, a few extra songs. And it was just like every week we were like, oh, we made it to the next round. Oh, we made it to the next round. And then the last week. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we won. We won two thousand dollars. <laughs> Whoa! It was huge. That's not it was. nothing for some like eighteen to twenty year olds. Oh my god, yeah. it was. We went vintage shopping and then we took a Greyhound bus to a city and we went vintage shopping and stayed in a hostel. Oh my god, you beautiful hipsters! Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's not our first. Um, it's not our first creative project together. <laughs> I, I mean, I know, you know how I feel about Planet Arcana. <laughs> But I would say it's your maybe second most, uh, you know, most successful creative endeavor together at this point. Oh, my God. That's right. Your award winning, uh, you know, song, song, song duet team, basically. Yeah. 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 It's always been a good, a good vibe. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. In terms of like how it's changed. I don't know. I guess it's maybe more like a more self-reflective change. Mm hmm. Um, like less so in like how I relate to Jay and like more so how I cope with listening back to things and loving them and regretting (laughs) them and coming to terms with that and just not caring anymore. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's important. Yeah. I think I'm the only person on the podcast who likes the sound of my voice. (laughs) Potentially. (laughs) (laughs) It's a curse that most of us bear and Good for you for for not being a part of it. We oh, all really like you. each other's voices. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love your guys's voices too. I just also like mine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not exclusionary. It just you don't have the particular the particular hangover about your own. I've also been a musician for a long time and done a lot of recording, mm-hmm. so I think I have some practice hearing myself back. That also leads me to wonder, especially as a, as a DM, certainly for me. I, I definitely try to be learning a lot, right? Whether learning at the table, learning upon reflection, learning as I'm listening to other podcasts or, or whatever, learning from movies. I would imagine with two DMs, you're sitting there actively and you're preparing with them actively and you're getting insight into their brain and you're seeing what they're coming up with on the fly. Is there anything or any things that you guys playing together for for however long it's it's been now, I guess close to at least all of 2021, basically, that you have picked up from one another? I've learned a lot about narration from B. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to gesture in general to my answer about my, <laughs> my TTRPG mentor. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I've I learned that's like, a lot of my what I now do well that I didn't do well before from Jay. <laughs> I 
also, I'd love to expand this too, because um, I've learned a lot about like taking chaotic moves from Sean. Sean is the most chaotic. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, this in the in the nicest way possible, but Sean is the he is the little chaos gremlin in every <laughs> in every campaign that we do. He is so chaotic, you never know what he's gonna do. And it makes me a better DM, but it also just yeah. like it inspires me to be more chaotic because I'm very lawful mm. in real mm-hmm. life. Yes. Um, from Sky, I've learned a lot about like taking big swings at the story because she is not afraid. Like, and she's always been like this when I've played with her that she'll like, you'll drop a little nugget for her to take mm-hmm. an improv with, and she'll fucking mm-hmm. she'll take it and she'll turn that nugget into a yeah. full on big time ba- basket of chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> a you big know, classic Canadian, uh, say, exactly. you know, saying exactly a big old bag of milk. and i mean peter's acting chops are so outstanding i've learned a lot of like 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 doing beats from him and i love to go to peter and talk to him about mechanics we talk a lot about mechanics so he i think i can relate to peter the most as a player because him and i i think are more on the lawful side and we both like mechanics and peter is also really freaking good at making a really mechanically great character that also Mm -hmm. that also has a ton of flavor and yeah and then from b i've learned a ton about narration i've learned a ton about prose and writing well and writing concisely and the way that you do npcs constantly inspires me and i the same yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) Likewise, I've learned a bit from everybody, I would say. On the topic of players, I also have, I mean, I don't know if I've learned a lot from this, but I admire so much the consistency in the voice acting that that Sky brings to her character. Oh my God. Which is something... Every time I am, holy shit, I, am I, is that not her voice? I'm not, <laughs> are you sure, are you sure that's not how she just talks all the time? It's because, so oh my God. Yeah, she's amazing. Yeah, and then, like, from Sean, I mean, the chaos thing, but, like, specifically how to marry that with somebody who's the, like, emotional core of a group. Because he was that as well in our homebrew campaign in a very different way. Chaos, but also, like, massive lovability and, like, being this glue that, like, keeps the other players adhered to a team. Also, Peter's pretty cool. He's my husband. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and and yeah, I, I, I have so many things really quickly to follow up on that. Just first and foremost, I want to make it exceptionally clear to all the listeners that if I thought I could do a good job of interviewing literally everyone on Planet Arcana all at once, I would be doing that. <laughs> because yeah, the, the, the players are are tremendous. Literally every episode better. I think they, they've all had individual incredible moments for fun, for drama, for, you know, you name it. It's it's really, it's been really cool to watch everyone somehow start strong and, and settle in and get even better. Oh, yeah, I'm so proud of them, all of them. As as well you should be and as well they should they should be of themselves. Oh, that's Don't. nice. Have you ever gotten emotional playing tabletop role-playing games that have really, really stuck with you and made you feel real human out of game feelings? I mean, yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What to talk about? I mean, a highlight for me is when, like, my homebrew character's ex showed up and, like... <laughs> 
I'd spent the entire campaign like longingly thinking of her and I'd betrayed her <laughs> and then Jay showed up as her Naturally. and just immediately tried to stab me and I deserved it. <laughs> um, and then I like had a song prepared that was for my ex and then they surprised me with the song back to me in that oh my God. in this similar style but not the same style and it was super emotional and that crushed me for days. Oh, yeah. that was Jesus. a fun one. Um, yeah. You guys are really good at this. <laughs> I mean, also, when we played Anamnesis, which is something that we did with Sam Lee. Yes. Um, that Phenomenal was, episode. Yeah, our real life tears were on the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yep. But yeah, I feel like I get emotional a lot. We had a moment in the homebrew campaign where Peter's character t- accidentally died. Oh, God. <laughs> can i can i talk about this or do you want yes, to talk about it no you talk about it okay. <laughs> so here's the thing is that it was a christmas session and we were playing <laughs> where 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 everyone knows body counts are at their highest it's like tomb of horrors christmas sessions one and two it was right before christmas and b and peter had gotten each other gifts <laughs> as their characters <laughs> so there was all uh-huh. these all these gifts to peter's character <laughs> we had this session <gasps> where it was like right before they were going to open all the gifts and um just it doesn't really matter how but it was kind of an accident um and peter's character died <laughs> it was just like suddenly like we were like let's play D for christmas for fun it's gonna be such a great session and then the whole session was just like what do we do what do we do <laughs> oh no and it was my fault. <laughs> it wasn't your fault. You made a choice in character, and I applaud you for it. Um, and he <laughs> and he did get resurrected, so everything is fine. I mean, it's D&D, so good. Makes sense. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Christmas is ruined. <laughs> a Christmas miracle. Uh, I will say one other thing that made me really emotional was um, when we did Crater's... Uh, I'll try to keep this like pretty spoiler light, but basically right, when yeah. when Crater had his flashback that was like an yeah. edited piece of the thing, basically when he says like the final line of it that bas- he says Crater in it. Yeah. Um, and I had to edit that and it took me like an, an a whole afternoon just to align <laughs> it with the music. And every time it came back around to Sean saying Crater, I was like, oh, <laughs> like fucking gun punch every time. And that was intense. But I think there's been a lot of moments like that in with oh, the yeah. players from Planet Arcana that um <laughs> Planet Arcana the podcast sorry <laughs> sorry um <laughs> I got sorry <laughs> I had like okay sorry I need to take a moment here because I uh, my brain is just like going in circles what I'm trying to say is that um the players in Planet Arcana are good and I love them deeply <laughs> it's true <laughs> that's what I was that's that I was agree. that whole roundabout way of me saying that <laughs> can we edit that out <laughs> I was, hey 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 b could you you know could you just can i just send you kind of the, the audio of this and could you just like do your word economy thing yeah. or certainly yeah. not own contribution I, gonna, and whatever else jay is interested in you know adjusting i'm gonna set it as my ringtone <laughs> <laughs> you did uh speaking of the whole like oh do we sound canadian you did say sorry 18 times in about four seconds sorry well i had a moment where normally if someone's rambling on like that they'll be like jay cut it and i'm like yeah haha, maybe i will maybe i won't and then i suddenly realized that i'm not editing this and i was just like oh no <laughs> you are at my mercy now <laughs> oh my god please make me sound good <laughs> I, I i will i will do my best <laughs> no i'm not i'm not too worried about it again i have i could i could literally just keep pulling things from you guys 
infinitely, but I don't want to keep you or anyone who might still be listening to this any longer uh, than we already have. <laughs> but we have a little bit of a lightning round. They are nice and quick. You don't need to think long about it. If you do, totally cool. But it can be as simple as a one-word answer. It could be, you know, launch into a whole story. It can be a, no, I don't really have anything for that, or a pass, or whatever. All very valid. Did you guys ever see um, Inside the Actor's Studio? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it is the, you know, whatever, the, the 10 the questions Proust. at the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Except except I didn't feel comfortable asking a bunch of TTRPG friends and collaborators and whatnot what turns you on and what turns you off. So I've lightly adjusted a few of those. Um, oh, I'm ready so to answer that, though. <laughs> well, that can be the extra bonus lightning round question. Uh, you can just scream it as I'm, you know, signing off, uh, and we can, we can kind of go from there. Is your glass half full or half empty? Uh, I would say it's... I'm pretty a 50-50 split. Every day is different. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the first state of the glass. So if it was empty and got filled, <laughs> then it's half full. And if it was full and got drank, then it's half empty. Okay. Both very logical. That's science, baby. <laughs> <laughs> what excites you, uh, whether it's creatively, spiritually, or emotionally? What excites me creatively uh, is the retooling the ancient work of others so like archetypes i guess Mm. or even other people's art Mm -hmm. that currently live (laughs) uh mine is collaboration Mm -hmm. what does not excite you creatively spiritually um, or emotionally hmm. Uh uh-oh what does not excite me i don't well i just i don't i don't work on anything that that doesn't excite me so i don't know Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm not sure I can't think of anything that I've worked on that <laughs> didn't fulfill me. It doesn't register. It just doesn't. It just doesn't happen. Nice. Uh, I would say gatekeeping. Oh, mm. <laughs> sick! Great yeah. answer. <laughs> <laughs> I changed my answer to her answer. Yeah. <laughs> what is your favorite sound? Ooh, people having fun in another room while I'm having a nap. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's such a great freaking question. I guess. Oh geez, this is hard too. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna say the um, victory fanfare from Final Fantasy VII. Yes. <laughs> Excellent answer. <laughs> Thank you. What sound do you hate? I'm I'm gonna answer for Jay. I'm gonna be bold. Oh, okay. This is, the, this is the extra challenge mode of lightning round. It's, right. it's, it's like the newlywed game uh, well, for know. podcast questions. I'm going to answer for you if you answer for me. Done. Okay, good. All right. Their least favorite sound is any kiss fully. So anytime oh, you hear kissing true. fully. <laughs> anytime you hear kissing in a movie, any fully of kissing, they fucking hate that. I do. It's the worst. <laughs> Okay, check. So the, the, the stakes are high, Jay. Uh, she has correctly guessed yours. I, I know you hate the word moist. <laughs> it's especially, true. Especially moist lips. It's Ooh, true. That's it. The combo specifically like me. gives extra power. Oh, yeah. It used to give me ants on the brain. Like I couldn't even say it for a long time. But now I can with great hesitancy. I'm not going to. Well, uh, I, I will... Uh, Bring that back up here in another couple of questions. Uh, what is your favorite word? <laughs> uh, I'm going to pick one off the top of my head mm-hmm. right now. Oh, 
Actually, B, you go first. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Just because um, I think you might say this and I don't want to take it from you. What? You can both say the same thing. You can both have favorite the same favorite word. That's very poetic and lovely. <laughs> my favorite word is when B says the word metropolises. Oh my god. I think that's my favorite word too. It's <laughs> great. It's not the real word. <laughs> it's just so it rhymed. <laughs> it's perfect. It's perfect though. It's it, it's real to me, and now I have committed, especially after this conversation, to only say it with that particular inflection for the rest of my life. Yes, and people will look at me weird, but I won't care. I'll be like, wow, I can immediately tell that you're not one of the cool people who has listened to the Planet Arcana podcast. <laughs> also, in one episode, B said the word um, epic castrophony. Oh, my that God. Really yes. <laughs> also not a word. <laughs> I guess castrophony. I think, I think I heard that somewhere else and stole it. They're good words, and they're very and they're they're very planet arcana words, which I think is why it ultra works. Is because like if there's any place in the entirety of the multiverse where those words would exist and be pronounced that way, it is on planet arcana. So so it works. Yeah. Um, we may have already been spoiled on this one. What is your least favorite word? <laughs> Moist lips. Yep. <laughs> uh, I would say panties. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> that is a good least favorite word, to be clear. It just sucks, right? Yeah, it does. It really does. I think I've literally talked to my wife about that specifically, <laughs> and that we both do not care for it either, for a litany of reasons that we don't need to get into right now. I like it. <laughs> and that's what makes you perfect collaborators, you know? I think any any double DM podcast needs one panties DM and one anti-panties DM. <laughs> you know, I think I think that's in the DMG. It's the dark it's like side the who, who wears the pants question. Yeah. But who, oh, no. <laughs> who, who says like, the panties? Yeah. Who likes... Oh, God, it's the worst. And going to clip that out. Who likes the <laughs> panties in this relationship? Yep. Who wears the panties? Who likes... It's... Yeah. Oh, et cetera, et cetera. Terrible. <laughs> What uh, tabletop role-playing game or D&D monster have you not faced or run that you would love to? Oh, Beholder. Mm-hmm. Vampire. Ooh. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. One day we'll be in a Curse of Strahd game. <laughs> yes. Right. We'll get Cassie to run it for us. <gasps> oh, Cassie. Just, just saying. Yes. Just Holy saying. shit. That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. It would. But we'll talk about that after the show. Once, once <laughs> yeah. We'll add it to the litany of new podcast ideas that we've come up with. <laughs> what is your favorite adventure of all time? You know, it could be just a story arc. It could be a single one-off. It can be whatever. But in terms of uh, just going on a D&D, your tabletop role-playing game adventure, what's your favorite? My favorite TTRPG adventure would be... Um, uh, spy in a court setting so like courtly uh, courtly diplomacy slash espionage slash assassiny stuff <laughs> assassiny <laughs> <laughs> uh oof i'm gonna say um in final fantasy 7 when i know we said we were gonna do ttrpg ones and i'm mm-hmm. not uh in final fantasy 7 B, B said she was doing you don't have to do <laughs> jack shit 
Um, in Final Fantasy VII, at the end of disc one, when you go to the place where uh, the big event happens with um, Sephiroth, and you're like in the place where like all the homes kind of look like mushrooms or like underwater coral, and it's just like mm. super freaking aesthetic. <laughs> anyway, that's my favorite adventure. What's your favorite t- tabletop role-playing character of all time? And it could be, of course, an NPC. It could be someone you played. It could be someone you saw played. <laughs> Lozenge. <laughs> Lozenge. <laughs> Lozenge. <laughs> I looked forward to that so much. It paid off for me so much. <laughs> Well, then I'm. Well, no, I can't say the one that I want to say because it hasn't aired yet. It hasn't aired yet. Okay, (laughs) fine. I, you know what? In all honesty, Pemberton Bilt Whistle, Peter's character from our our homebrew campaign. I hate that boy so much, (laughs) and I really enjoyed playing with him. (laughs) Our final lightning round question What gives you hope? Oh, this is going to sound so stupid. Hope isn't stupid. See, I already said a dumber thing, so you're good. Gen Z, or Gen Z, as you say, south mm, of the border. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Canadians. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, they, they give me hope. I think they're super fashionable and funny and cool. And all of them are exactly the same, too, which is why I'm painting them with broad strokes. No, I'm just kidding. I would say overall, I'm just very much looking forward to being the older generation to that generation and seeing mm. how they fuck mm-hmm. shit up. <laughs> Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I would say um, like a, the movement that's kind of coming up that's all about like um, letting people explore who they are, even if um, even if where they explore doesn't get them to like an, a different destination, but just allowing people to kind of explore and mm-hmm. find new parts of themselves and the movement that's kind of coming up that's about um just leaving space for people to make mistakes and to learn from them most importantly I feel like that was more eloquent in my head <laughs> sounded good to me Nathan, make me sound smart <laughs> <laughs> just suddenly a, a slightly higher pitched nathan voice comes on and answers that question <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, perfect, perfect. You could do that for all my answers if you want to. Okay, good. Yeah, we'll we'll do a, a some we'll do some just a quick touch up, easy peasy, pitch it up. Even I won't do a different voice. We'll just modulate it. That'll work, no problem. Yeah. Okay, you guys, you've made it to the end. Thank you so friggin' much for your time. You guys are as predicted. Friggin' just the best, most loveliest of human oh, beings. Was... Thank you. Really appreciate oh, it. Oh no, that was you. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, that really was. So for having made it through the gauntlet, now's your time to promo that whole podcast thing that you're nominally here to talk about. Tell the people where they can find Planet Arcana and how to support you and all that great stuff. Yeah, you can find us at Planet Arcana Pod on pretty much all of the social media. But if you want to get exclusive and intimate, uh, I would definitely suggest checking out our Patreon. Mm-hmm. We have cool stuff that's like early access, but we're just starting up a mail club um, yes. for 2021. Sorry, 
Let me take that again. For 2022, which is the year that's coming up um, next in line. <laughs> it's um, all staying in. Yeah. And it's exclusive. We only have so many spots available. But if you sign up, you're going to get access to our bonus show where we, if you like this, you'll like our bonus show because it's a lot of us talking about total bullshit. And we're going to send you a letter every month, either from us or from one of the characters that we play handwritten <laughs> so yeah so if you check us out planetarcana.com or at planetarcanapod on all the social media we make it very easy to find because we like to talk about it <laughs> as well you should i i like to talk about it just as much if not more than talking about my own podcast so in case that is at all an endorsement to anyone listening planet arcana is my favorite oh. so go go oh. listen to it Follow Planet Arcana Pod on Twitter to see us tweet about Reckless yeah. Attack. <laughs> it's really, it's really just a lovely ecosystem that we've carved out where it's yeah. just us and like three other people just only tweeting about each other's stuff constantly, and it's really just it really rules. wonderful. Um, yeah. But again, you guys are are wonderful. You've always been wonderful. You gave us, uh, and this is not the reason that we invited you on, um, but but a meaningful moment for us was you were one of the first people to reach out kind of proactively kind of out of nowhere and just say hey we loved your show and that was like a stunning thing for us like we 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 never we had no we we had you know we had hopes that people would like it of course because that's what that's why we were doing it um but we would also kind of you know been ready to be semi-okay with it just being a thing that we did right that we put out in the world and look we've created something and that is in and of itself a thing that we are proud of and happy with. And then you guys out of nowhere reached out and you were one of a handful of people at the time. Uh, I think it was even week one that we had put it out and said some truly incredible things that I think about once a week. Oh. And then I was like, well, I guess they said this nice thing and so I should check out their podcast. Uh, and then turns out, oops, it's my new favorite podcast. So um, for, for unrelated reasons. Oh, that's nice. They're That's good true. podcasts. Brent. They are good podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you all for listening. Thank you all for coming. Listen to Planet Arcana. Maybe listen to us if you feel like it. Hopefully you're already listening to us. Thank you and see you all next time. Bye-bye.